You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. A couple of years ago, there was a, a pretty popular video that was going around. It was called Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus. And maybe you've seen this this video. It, and, uh, at first, I loved it. It was a spoken word presentation, and, it, and I resonated with it. But it caused so much of it hit home. Uh, but but like just about any work of art, and that's what it is, it's a work of art, uh, it, it's a personal concept. It's creative expression. It's not necessarily completely accurate. Uh, and so I, I kind of watch it now, and I kind of like – I still kind of resonate with it, but there's there's things in it that are just – well, it's not completely accurate. Um, but you can find it on YouTube if you'd like to see it. But but the question is, what is religion? What is religion? When we think about that that statement, I hate religion, but I love Jesus, what is religion? Uh, and if we understand what religion is, this may help us in our understanding of, of where we're headed today in our time together. And you, so think about it. In your own words, how would you define religion? Well, if you, I looked up religion and got a definition, and it says religion is a personal set or institutionalized system of attitudes, beliefs, and practices, commitment and devotion to a specific faith or observance. So a personal set or a institutionalized system of attitudes, beliefs, and practices, commitment and devotion to a specific faith or observance. So today we're kicking off this new series called Scars. And over the next month, we'll be looking at the various ways we get wounded in life and how those wounds can leave scars. And our goal is to find some hope even when we carry these scars. And if we're being honest, a lot of times we carry scars from religion. And so today we're going to jump into John chapter 3 and read a, a, a story, a part of a story, where we find really the context of, of the most well-known script, passage of Scripture of all time. John 3.16 is found in the context of this story. So John chapter 3 uh, begins like this. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish leader, and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about our earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world." He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. 
And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than light, for their actions are evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light, so others can see what they are doing, that they are doing what God wants. So our big idea today is we're going we're gonna to dig deeper into this story a little bit and look at our scars from religion, is that an authentic relationship with Jesus builds a religion of love and grace, not duty and judgment. See, that's where, that's where I think a lot of times we miss it. We see religion as we do things out of duty and it causes us to, uh, religion is tied to being judgmental. But an authentic relationship with Jesus builds a religion of love and grace, not a religion of duty and judgment. So let's begin with this thought. Religion can, can cause wounds and leave scars. Religion can cause wounds and leave scars. And I've met, I've met so many people who've had stories like this. Like, my church said to love people, but they meant only love people like them. I've heard this. All Here's another one. All they did was practice these rituals and, and, and didn't really care about me. Someone else said, I, I was told I was an abomination and God hated me. Now, if you're being told you're an abomination and God hates you, what's going to make you want to be a part of that? Another said, the only time we went to church when, it was, when I was a child was so the priest could cast demons out of me. <laughs> like my mom took me to the church so that the demons, could, so the priest could cast demons out of me. And another thing I've heard a lot is like, why, why, you know, what was your, what's your situation with, with church and religion? Well, it, it was all rules. It was just all rules. These scars are legit. And the question is, how can the church be a place that doesn't wound people? How can the church be a place that doesn't wound people? Nicodemus is a special person in the culture at the time. He's a, he's a Pharisee, he's, which is one of the main denominations of the Jewish faith. And Pharisee means separated. See, the Pharisees tended to see themselves as separated from the rest of the culture in, in order to keep every detail of the law given by Moses. Now, now, for Nicodemus, this means his goal in life was a formal observance of religion, not a spiritual journey with God. See, that's important for us to note, if they, because sometimes that's how we come to religion. The goal being a formal observance of religion, but not a spiritual journey with God. See, Nicodemus wasn't just a Pharisee. He was a Jewish religious leader. Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin. Members of the Sanhedrin were the rulers settling disputes and disagreements, and, and what they said was the rule. Their judgment was final. And, and this means Nicodemus was an influencer and probably would have been considered wealthy during his day and time. His main objective would be to influence people to live by mitzvot. Mitzvot is the 613 commandments taken from the Torah. 613 commandments they took from the Torah, and that would be his main objective is to see that people live by these. This is what we call the law section of the Old Testament. So this is why religion leaves scars. A formal observance to a set of rules, for the sake of observing the rules, eventually ends up wounding others for your, or yourself. So so Nicodemus comes to Jesus with some questions because Jesus has something different. Jesus is something different. He doesn't say, Jesus, we all know God sent you to teach us because you're so amazing at keeping all the rules. (laughs) No, he says, Rabbi, we, we all know that God has sent you because your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. He's like, there's, you have something different. You get the feeling Nicodemus is carrying some scars from religion. Now, religion can cause wounds and leave scars, but religion isn't the enemy, okay? I really want to camp out on this idea for a minute. Religion is not the enemy. You may have seen some of these uh, memes that are out there. 
And it's basically, they all say the same thing. Jesus, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Jesus is not a, a religion, but a relationship. There's tons of these out there. Now, well, we, we defined religion, but what about relationship? What, is it, what does it even mean? Christianity is a relationship. I mean, I, you know, try to think about that and, and just take a pause for a minute and, and maybe write down or, or think through your own answer. What does that mean? Christianity is a relationship. Jesus doesn't blast Nicodemus for his strict observance to the rules. <laughs> Jesus doesn't say, Nicodemus, I hate religion. <laughs> he, but he does want him to see the bigger picture. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, he tells him. Which sparks some legit questions from Nicodemus. How is this even possible? But with so much focus on keeping all the rules and making sure others did, Nicodemus was missing that the rules of, of, of this religion were born out of a deep a deep satisfying relationship with God. The rules of, that he was, he was seeking to keep the rules for the sake of keeping the rules, the rules of his religion were born out of a desire for a deep and satisfying relationship with God. See, they, they didn't keep the rules to try and have a relationship because there was a relationship, the rules came out of it. See, Jesus awakens Nicodemus to this bigger picture of acknowledging that while Nicodemus is a, is a respected leader and teacher, devout, he's a role model, Observance to the rules, just to observe the rules, doesn't give life. When we look at the reality of the wounds religion has caused in our own culture, we tend to look at the bigger picture ourselves. We need to. We need to look at the bigger picture. Let's not fall into the deception that Jesus hates religion. Jesus, does Jesus hate some of the things done in the name of religion? Absolutely. And I believe we should too. And we should be called to repentance where we've been guilty of inflicting wounds with our religion. Even things done in the name of religion have left many of us with scars. Jesus doesn't hate religion. He just, he just wants us to have a bigger view. And the bigger view is this. The religion of Jesus is love. Jesus doesn't say, I came to, to have no religion. He says, I came to, to give you this and this religion of love. Time and time again, when we've been able to persuade those carrying scars from religion to, to give Awakened Church a try, we've been blessed by their testimonies like, man, this is different. This is authentic. This is a word that they we've often heard. This is real. I, I feel like you really care. You actually care about me. This is, I've heard, you know, people have described to me their experience coming to Awaken is like real people dealing with real questions. And, uh, and you know what, I don't share this to insinuate we have it all together or that we're the only ones who get it. I share this to celebrate the real difference Jesus can make. If true religion is love, what does that look like? Well, Jesus says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The son isn't here to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus didn't come to restrain you or rebuke you. Jesus came to renew you. Jesus clarifies that this relationship does indeed lead to a very specific expression of religion. He goes on, he says, there's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who doesn't believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son, God's light that came into the world. But some people love the darkness more than light, and their actions are evil. He clarifies that this is, there's an expression of religion born out of this love of God. In James 1.27 we're told pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. See, the religion of Jesus is love. 
the religion of Jesus is loving God and loving people in such a way that they're that 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 you care for their needs and you honor others. To, to Nicodemus, Jesus concludes, all who do evil hate the light and stay away from the light and try to hide their sins. But those who do what is right, those, those whose religion is love, come to the light so that others can see that they are doing what God wants. When Jesus renews you, loving God and loving people becomes your religion. Nicodemus came to Jesus that night, an important leader, someone who looked like he had life altogether, but he came bearing the scars of religion. And Jesus met him right where he was and invited him into a deeper understanding and a life-changing experience to live out the religion of God's love. Now, by the time you get to, to John chapter 7, a little bit later, we see that the, the leading priest and the religious leaders, they're making up charges against Jesus. And Nicodemus, who's a member of that group, remember, he spoke up, questioning the, the legality of what they were doing. And they quoted scripture at him, kind of taking it out of context to shut him up, which that happens. Again, more scars from religion. And then by the time we get down to John chapter 19, Jesus has been arrested. He's put on under an unfair trial. He's crucified. And the keepers of the law and the customs of religion had literally left Jesus scarred and crucified. Two men, two men apparently leaders who were, who were secret followers of Jesus, came to the governor Pilate and asked him for permission to take Jesus' body down from the cross and give him a proper burial. One of these men was Joseph of Arimathea. The other was Nicodemus. See, the religion of Jesus is love, and this had changed Nicodemus' life, and it can change yours too. An authentic relationship with Jesus builds a religion of love and grace, not a religion of duty and judgment. So, so here's a next step. Take this next step. Take a personal inventory of yourself. Are you going through the motions? Is that, is that, is that all your, your Christianity is to you? Are you going through the motions? How about this? Are you holding on to any hurt stemming from religion? Maybe you're like, I'm not religious at all. I don't want anything to do with church. I don't want anything to do with religion. And, you know, really take an inventory. Are you holding on to some hurts stemming from religion, preventing you from living out the love of Christ? Ask Jesus to renew you and make his love your religion. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.